2: Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, we have with us Zach Coleman, owner of Creative, a grit and motivation-focused branding agency who works with brands that help people stay mentally fit and enjoying feeling on top of their game through their tried-and-true brand build process for making clients profitable. Zach, welcome to the show.
3: Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it.
2: Of course. Can you expand a little more on where you are today with your business and Who is it that you love to work with?
3: Yeah, we really love to work with athletic driven brands, find their why through brand identity and digital experiences. Um, We really like to work with people that have gotten to the point where they understand that money isn't everything, you know, it's, uh, all about contributing, um, connecting and building confidence with one in with with one in oneself and with others. and so i have a very psychological style demographic uh we do focus on a certain level of income that comes in but from a from an audience perspective but that level usually depends on people's shift in mindset and so we usually go off of people's mindset more so than we do on the on the exact number that people are making.
2: Mm, tell me more about that. What do you mean by that?
3: So, there's something in the business world called the the Valley of Death period. and, and this valley of death period happens multiple times within within business levels. Uh, I, I've seen a huge correlation uh, between the amount of prospects we've come in and the people that we have worked with that uh, that really core coincides with not just money, but the person's mindset on taking that shift and allowing themselves to reach that next level within business. And there comes a time, I think, in every business owner's mind when they get to a point where they're burnt out, they don't know where they want to go. It could be caused by multiple reasons. I mean, there's a a statistic out there right now that I think everyone hears. They say 90% of businesses usually fail. Um, there's a huge correlation with that reason 90% of businesses usually fail within those three years is usually because of the mindset of the business owner that's running that business and the burnout that they get, um, the failures that they can't learn from, uh, the time that they put in place to do certain things. So there's so, uh, so much around it, but in retrospect, it really just comes down to, the person that's running the business and allowing themselves to take that next level, which, you know, when I first started my business mindset, I thought mindset was a hoax. I, I was like, Oh, mindset, you don't need mindset. I just need to grind. I need to do what everyone says and and go out and do the hustle culture. I now hate the hustle culture. I tell my employees all the time. I'm like, yes, we have to be productive and we have to get things done. But I want you guys to have much more of a perseverance and grit style mindset. This is about not working hard. It's about working smart. Um, And so we can actually get more done and you will have more free time to do the things that I know that you love doing if we work smart, not hard. And so that mindset shift, it's it's hard for people to do because a lot of people get run into a cycle. They get a cycle there. It's uh, very simply people say, You're doing the wrong things when you need to do the right things, but a lot of people don't know how to do the right things. And so it's a lot of, it's a lot of looking at oneself, being able to understand what do I value? Where do I want to go within this business? Uh, where do I want to take it? What wakes me up in the morning? Who do I want to help? How do I want to help them? Um, and then having enough confidence in oneself to be able to lead by example and to lead others.
2: Wow. Uh, beautifully put. I, as you work with so many business owners in what you do, what is the commonality that you find that maybe is that thing that could be holding a business owner back?
3: Oh, uh, very simple. Uh, you know, and I, 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 Hate to say this has to do with money, but it does. Uh, I think the world has gotten very transactional after the the premise of social media. Um, I think that people just go out to vendors and they go out to other people and they just say, hey, what's the price of this? Or what's the price of that? What's the price of this? It's like, what happened to the good old days where people connected with each other? You know, people built relationships, People, people enjoyed working with each other and letting other people make money. And so- I, I kind of took that original model and I kind of put it into my own mindset and saying, hey, it's okay if I don't want to do, for instance, cold outreach. It's not my jam. It may work for other people. But for me personally, I, I value connection and communication. And so that's how I lead my team. And that's how I want to make sure that my team leads everything that they do. And so – uh back to your uh original question is you know that transactional style mm. situation that's been caused by social media and i i see a lot of companies and business owners just focusing on that agenda of top level top level let's make more money let's make more money let's make more money but really about the bottom line you know at the end of the day and so Why not grow at a reasonable rate and be like, all right, how do I focus more on my customer and myself at the same time, instead of focusing on bringing people in, letting them leave after two months, bringing people in. I mean, a very easy example would be you buy a product and it breaks in two days. You have to buy another one, (laughs) you know, and and, and the companies do that on purpose because they say, all right, how do we build retention? we're going to build a product and we're going to have them come back. When in reality, all that does is tarnish people on buying a good product. When in reality, if they focus on experiences, how do we, how do we create something that makes the end user have a better life? Um, in anything and anything that in this world, you can find a, a reason that makes someone have a better life, you know? And so mm-hmm. how do we contribute to people? That is the mindset that, uh, I think we need to get back to at the gotcha. end of the day.
2: I think that exactly what you said about it is so transactional. It is. So how can I make the next dollar? And there's just like pressure about it. We have to perform in order to do that. We must do this. Right. But back to kind of your business, what is it exactly that creative does and how do you serve? How, how do you, serve your client?
3: Yeah. Uh, you know, about a year and a half ago, uh, to two years ago. Now I was going through this, this, this phase where, you know, I was starting to work with these clients and I kept struggling with, uh, as I was continuing to help them grow their brands, I was having this struggle and I couldn't quite put my finger on, uh, on what that cause was. And after some, internal methods of trying to say, all right, why am I not happy with helping these clients? I had to come back and I realized, well, because I'm helping them with the tangible side, I'm helping them create these magnificent, magnificent, I can't say that word for some reason, (laughs) magnificent brands, but I was not helping them. I wasn't helping them understand certain hurdles and certain things. And so I'm a very big component now of kind of mixing uh, the tangible side with the intangible side. And what I mean by that is we help develop brands that help people grow. And so I'm all about helping our clients, not just understand their why, but coming up with, and you could say in agency terms strategy, but you could say, I help them figure out a path for them, depending on where they're at in their cycle of business, make it to that next level really is what it's all about, is let's kind of take your why and let's figure that out so you have that perseverance to reach that 10 to 20-year vision of what you want to do to contribute, but let's also teach you along the way how we do certain things, why we do certain things a certain way, and build that strategy with you so that you have that ability to be able to have that self-confidence within yourself to be able to eventually start to delegate or bring in much more higher level roles that you can help spread your vision to.
2: Mm. It's kind of taking, taking a look in perspective wise, like kind of opening up the hood. Where can we improve? Where can we get better? But also like, let's learn along the way. Let's teach the business owner. Let's take a peek at the perspective, the mindset. And shift that along with the growth of the business. Um, So what is it that, what is it that made you want to start your own business? Let's take a peek at your journey here, Zach, like why Mm -hmm. this business in particular?
3: Well, I got, uh, I got my degree from visual communications about, I'd say almost 14 years now, man, it seems like yesterday, Uh, about 14 years. I, I, I jumped through the corporate world quite a bit uh, it took me a while to realize that I was jumping through the corporate world, not because I wanted more money, but because i learned everything in like three months. I learned everything. I, I thrive to learn more. I wanted to learn more. And then I got at a certain job where, uh, I had something called the honeypot, what I like to call the honeypot syndrome. And that is when a, a, my company had, uh, my, um, my company had you know i had a boss that was i had a pretty good boss pretty great boss when i first started that and then they kind of and then they left and i got an okay boss and then i had a really bad boss and then i kind of went through the spectrum of all right you can find your dream career but you can't find it's much harder to find that dream job because you can't control leadership you can't control who's on your team. And I was already in the freelance world for a couple of years. I was already doing some stuff on the side and I started to save up. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty big. I'm not really a spender. And I think that's part of, of why I, I, I got to where I was. Um, but, uh, I was out dabbling jobs found this, uh, found this job, um, to go out to, uh, American express fly out. They're going to fly me out to New York. I was going to redo their whole website, uh, their user experience of the website. Um, it was about a three month gig and it would have paid me about a full year of what I was already making my corporate job. And I I turned it down. I turned it down and about, a week later, you know, I had this fear of, Oh, right. Well, I have this corporate job, but you know, that that's, that's guaranteed, but this three job, what am I going to do after that? So it was that fear of uncertainty. The reason Mm -hmm. I didn't take that job. And a week later I asked for it. They told me no. And that is still one of the most pivotal parts in the growth of what I did, because it was that situation in itself that led me to led me to say, you know what, I have to take a leap of faith and go out on my own. Um, and, So I just prepared. I set a goal of, all right, I'm going to work here for three more months um, until a certain point. Um, I was trying to hit that two-year mark there so that I could get my 401k, big contribution there I was supposed to get. And I said, I'm going to plan out um, to leave. And then that's, that's exactly what I did. It took me an extra two weeks to have the umph to finally do it, but I did it. And it wasn't until I was driving home that that first mindset shift hit. I was like, wow, I actually have more control over doing my own thing than I do working for the corporate because they could have let me go at any time. No matter what they do, Mm -hmm. they could have let me go at any time. And uh, that was probably my first kind of dabble into the agency world and starting off on my own.
2: Wow. So what a story, by the way, Um, the American Express story. So- What is it? I mean, how do you keep your fan, your, your fire you know, fan here? What is your driver? What is your passion?
3: You know, that's, that has something, you know, I think the common phrase that no matter what industry you're in, you know, counselors become counselors because why they had something happen to them in their past. Right. Um, you know, firefighters usually become firefighters because they had an incident that they want to help and that becomes their vision, you know? And for me, for me personally, I had a hard time understanding what my why was, you know, and so that's why I help people find their why now, because it took me so long and I'm still working at it. I know the pain of waking up at two in the morning and, and being like, man, like, what am I doing? Like, what do I have to do this? I I need people to do that. And so I really have, push myself, uh, with this business. And that's part of my evolution of my business. I I feel like a business evolves just as much as a person does. And when I look at a rebrand, I usually say, all right, well, a rebrand isn't really, uh, like just taking a logo and changing it. That's, that's of course part of it. The visuals are part of it, but it's really taking a a look at the person and the organization as a whole and saying, all right, how are we reinventing ourselves to evolve, past a certain level that we were at. And so I, when I first started, when I first started, my vision was, you know, I just want to make money. I just want to survive. And I think that that's a, a common and natural thing for people to do is to get to a point where they're like, Hey, I need to need to bring people in. I actually tell a lot of business owners that are starting out, like, yeah, you should do that. You need to find out what makes you happy. So sometimes you may have to take a couple of things, try some things. You have it better than larger companies because like me, I have to spend thousands of dollars and wait three months before I see an outcome now with a team compared to when I'm first starting, I'm by myself, like, oh, I'll just do this. I'll grind away. And so I think that that's really what it was that first couple of years was, Hey, I, I'm bringing on clients. I'm going to test this out. I'm going to test that out, and that's how the marketing side of my business started to evolve. And um, the reoccurring side of my business was I was starting to bring on marketing services for people. Um, I think over time I lost uh, my sense of my creative side. I lost my branding. I, I, you know, didn't put as much energy into bringing in the branding clients. That i'd like and they're a different type of clientele they're usually higher they want vision they're not ready for marketing and so i had to somewhat reinvent myself and say find that it took it sounds easy enough but it took me forever to realize really i just need to be more creative i need to be able to bring that spark back into my business you know mm. um and so it has evolved. The vision has evolved, but in short, I like to help people. I like to help people get past those hurdles because, uh, there is a fine line between, Hey, just making a logo for someone and looking at yourself is just a doer. And Hey, how do I actually move the needle, help this person move a needle and how to utilize the stuff that we develop for them. And so kind of evolving much more into a consultant where I can educate and I can help and I can help people make it past those hurdles of waking up at two in the morning because Mm -hmm. personal life and business life and what I've learned coincide. They, 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 they're hand in hand. And uh, 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 a bigger attribute to that is I do now have three children. When I first started the business, I had zero. Um, And so my mindset, that was like a forceful situation for me where I was like, all right. I used to always say my business is my baby. My business is my baby. And that will never change even with kids. Right. And I have kids now and I'm like, yeah, that's not it. I'd rather go priorities out right have now shifted, and, Yeah. Priorities. <laughs> I'd rather go out and build the, the, the clubhouse for my children than work. And that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. I still love my job, but I had to learn to take certain emotions that I had in the business and transfer them to yeah. other parts of my life.
2: So let's, let's fast forward. Let's keep talking about today with all your experiences about what's gone on so far in the business. And now you have three children. What, where personally, where, where is it still challenging? Where is it challenging for you?
3: Oh, there's challenges every day. There's challenges every day here. Uh, you know, I think a big, a a big misconception that you hear a lot of uh, online is you just delegate, just delegate to other people. It's not that easy. People, you're, you're going to have times, you're going to have times, especially during um, a phase where you're burnt out and you need to start delegating. um, There's going to be times when you're like, well, I can't just delegate everything because I don't have systems in place. I, I, I don't, know what systems to put in place because I've always done this myself. And so there's a time when you have to start, uh, self leading and self saying, okay, what are certain things I have to put in place that I have never done before, um, that are going to be more working on the business so to say that may not have an outcome right now may have an outcome tomorrow. And so you have to start looking at those things and you have to be smart about it. And so one of the biggest problems I have today, and I still have is really just being able to bring on people to work for me that have very similar values. I'm very big on, I want my team to have a mindset of, of, uh, business and this, it funny enough, it's what other people would think is contradictory. You know, I, this isn't everything. I don't want you to be working 60 hours a week. I want you to work smart, not hard. And so finding those types of people and people that not just are willing to do the work, but people that also have a sense of leadership, um, that are able to, um, I don't like looking at my employees as children. I don't like to micromanage. I want people to come in, but, they also have to learn here, especially with me being in the corporate world, that trust goes both ways. You know, we can't just, you know, I'd love to just hire someone at a certain and 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 pay them two hundred thousand dollars a year, but I don't know you yet. You know, like I got your resume, I but a resume is only as good as the person behind it, and so I really like to bring in people that follow our values, that are that have integrity, that love to communicate and work with others, like to connect um, with others and understand the point of collaboration and um, having that contribution mindset. And so that's yeah. been my biggest challenge, finding those people. <laughs> and of course, letting go of those people that, you know, I think it's hard for everyone, letting go of those people that just yeah. don't follow the values anymore.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And kind of looking ahead, what's, what's the plan for, for Zach in the future? What, where do you see the business going?
3: Yeah. So we're actually, we're actually diversifying a bit. You know, one of my biggest mindset shifts is, oh, if I rebrand, I have to start over. Right. Um, I think that that's a, a common thing that most people think once they get to a certain level of, of, of business and, I had to tell myself, I had to tell myself, you know what, different perspective. I'm not starting over. I have all this wisdom from the past. And so creative is shifting right now as part of our growth with creative, creative is slowly pivoting to be just fully focused on projects and um, brand identity, web development t- style projects, going through that discovery, helping the companies find their why and delivering that why that's very big on that. And then education, we're, we're going to start doing a lot more education. That's much more, Hey, you're not just watching a video, but you're going to actually have some critical thinking type tasks that you have to do for these courses, because that's the kind of stuff that's going to help you grow. And so we're turning into a branding and educational style company. That's where creative is evolving to. Cause that's my passion is helping people pass those hurdles in business um, and in life. And uh, uh, the other portion of our business um, towards our audience, we, we work with a lot of gym owners, Um, and athletes are our two major, uh, clientele demos. And, uh, we're kind of pivoting the marketing side out. Like let's, let's kind of focus on the more task oriented projects and and reoccurring stuff is separating. So we're separating that out into a a more, um, secondary business, which is going to be called Gym Mark. And that's going to be much more focused on, Hey, you know, I get it. Some people don't want to learn, they don't want to educate. So if you just need, uh, people to kind of do the work depending on where you're at in that stage of of the business growth, then that's what that Jim Mark's going to be all, all about.
2: I got you. I love the vision. Uh, I mean, I see, I see how like that's a, definitely a passion of yours to be able to not just provide that branding to provide the, you know, done for you style work, but like the education that goes behind it as well. So regarding business or even personally, what's the thing that got you to where you're at today, but possibly even that very thing is holding you back or would hold you back? In other words, what's your double-edged sword?
3: Oh, double-edged sword is... uh, I think... I I I have always been I'm going to try to explain this simply. Um my mindset has always been uh, a technical expert. I am a creative. I have two different mind, two different sides of my brain. I'm very creative. I have a visionary style mindset, but I've always been a technical expert. Um, very good on delegating. I mean, you give me an SOP, I'll deliver that thing in like 10 minutes. It's just this is just who I am personally. And that was something that got me to where I was. Um, and I think that it's great and it's good because it's it means I'm a I'm a self leader by heart. I can get stuff done myself, but it also holds me back on allowing the business to grow and and, and allowing other people to come in and do certain tasks necessary. And that's why I've been slowly starting to shift my mindset towards being more of a leader instead of more of a a, a manager style role um, so that I could start providing that vision to allow other people to learn and educate within the business. And I think that that's been the biggest hurdle slash slash, uh, shift for me Mm. by far.
2: Right on. Wow, Zach, this has been wonderful. I mean, come on, this has been... Such a joy to get to chat about you and how you help your people, your business, right? How y'all really do things and how you work behind the scenes on yourself, but also on your team around you um, as the business owner. So Zach, if people want to find you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you?
3: You can find us on our website at creative.com. If you want to learn more about some of our services as of right now. Or if you want to set up a call with me to talk about um, stuff that you would like to do with services, uh, I'm a very big component on connecting first. And so set up a call with me. We'll just have a chat, 15 minutes at 30 chat. Um, you can also find us on YouTube. We we continue to try to bring as much value as possible, helping our audiences with different types of educational slash motivational style videos. Very big component on, on making our education motivational as well, making it entertaining. Um, so you can find us on YouTube and you can just hashtag creative there. Um, from a business perspective, you're always willing to, you know, connect with us on LinkedIn. That's my preferred method um, of connecting with people. So if you want to find us on creative, just in slash creative, you can find us on there as well. And that's my, that's, is my personal account, but I'm a very big component on, on doing a lot of my writing because I, I, Like I said, big component on being a self-leader. Um, I have to learn my own voice. I have to understand and get past the hurdle of certain challenges. And so I tend to write every single social post out by hand with my journal every day. So I can get my brain dump. And then I post them on there. So if anyone wants to connect with me on LinkedIn, they definitely can do there as well.
2: Super. Thank you so much for joining us today, Zach, and sharing not only how you help people, but again, behind the scenes getting a look at who you are as a business owner. It's been an absolute pleasure.
3: Well, thank you. I really do appreciate you having me on. Of course. Hey, Katie.
1: Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end.
0: Yay, you.
1: So what happens next?
0: Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode.
1: Can you please rate, review, download?
0: Subscribe. hmm